Coming up, I've been critical of this company, but I gotta admit, they've been doing a lot of good things and it caught my attention and they're leading off the show. Coming up on this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just gonna keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. If you haven't done so, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Matter of fact, let me throw that on your screen. There's the ticker right there if you're watching on the YouTube Go ahead, hit the subscribe button, tell your friends about it, click below, turn the bell notifications on. And then I want you, if you're a podcaster, which, you know, I think most of us are, go right there, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, go in there if you're on Apple, click the review, five stars, let me know, you know, tell me how much you like the show. So folks, AEW. It seems like they're finally getting it right. Um, it was a huge week for them starting Saturday where they had their pay-per-view full gear. Um, it was better than double or nothing. Uh, I think that was the last pay-per-view or all out, you know, either. Yeah. All out. I believe it was, uh, clearly wasn't rememberable, but I really, really, really enjoyed it. I didn't get a chance to watch it live. So I'm speaking on somebody who watched the highlights. I um had to work early Saturday Sunday morning, so I had to go to sleep. But one thing, you know, the main event, we saw John Moxley retaining his championship against Eddie Kingston. Those two did exactly what you thought they were gonna do. They beat the heck out of each other to the point Eddie Kingston was not cleared to have physical contact this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite, where we saw a returning Pac. Uh we saw Penta and Ray Phoenix taking on each other in the main event. And then Eddie Kingston went down there and, you know, picked the side. But then all of a sudden, here comes Pac. And we obviously, you know, we haven't seen him in the United States due to the pandemic, um, you know, travel restrictions and everything. So I'm wondering, and as uh, we kind of expect uh, this next wave of the coronavirus, folks, I'm wondering, will a guy like Pac, stay over here. You know, we saw the same thing with Pete Dunn. Will these guys stay over in the United States? Will they live here for the time being so that they can work and fulfill contract obligations or will they go back overseas to their home home? But uh, I, I was happy to see Pac come back. I think he's been a big part of AEW, big part that's missing, um, quite frankly. Um, so, you know, but the best thing to me, the thing that really happened that needed to happen was the Young Bucks finally becoming the AEW World Tag Team Champions. And I'm going to be honest with you. So y'all know I've been critical. I've been saying, you know, the Bucks should have been amongst the first ta tag team champions. They should have been getting the belts over the Bucks. The belts needed the Bucks. But as I was watching, I had an epiphany, folks, and what I started thinking was this. Maybe it did make sense. 
Because when they went during their promo, and this is why I don't work in wrestling, I'll never say, oh, yeah, they should do it my way because I know the business, this, this, that, and the other. No, nobody's perfect. Um, but, you know, it's always, you know, you sit back and you watch things. So here's what I've started realizing. I said, maybe this little bit of chase, you know, they said it was the biggest win of their careers, the most prestigious championships. So maybe it means something more to them and means something more for their character. It showed that their character could go another way. However, also it showed the belts, you know, the belts going another way. Um, just putting the belts on somebody incredible, uh, as credible as the Young Bucks, maybe, maybe it all makes sense. Uh, they will, you know, next week they're going to take on top flight and, you know, it's another, you know, they defending against the indie tag team and I'm like, ah, whatever, but I'll save that for the end of this segment. But nonetheless, I do like the fact that they are the AEW world tag team champions. We do know we'll get another rematch. Wait, that's, that's obvious, but I would like to see them run with the titles for a very long time. Speaking of titles. Kenny Omega, finally, he is the number one contender at the end of the night of um, Full Gear. He went out there to John Moxley and, you know, made his presence known. He is coming for John Moxley's championship. Kenny Omega is the guy, and it's going to be fabulous. This, uh, you, you know, the two put on a crazy non-sanctioned match last year, and now they're going to go at it again. I believe that match was non-sanctioned. I'm almost certain it was. But now they're going to go at it again pretty soon. And it's going to be something, you know, to look forward to. Um, I think Kenny gets the title. And I honestly think maybe Moxley may, you know, maybe he'll stick around. Maybe you might see him take a small break. You never know. But yeah, I thought AEW Full Gear delivered. I was on my uh, sister Britt Waters' show, uh, her wrestling opinion. Well, it's called my wrestling opinion because it's her wrestling opinion. That's why I make it right. Um, I was on her show, and, you know, we talked about that. And, I, you know, I chose the Bucks and the FTR to steal the show. And I think that was my match of the night from what I saw. But nonetheless, just a great show and great pay-per-view. And also, MJF is a member of the Inner Circle. Already caused a dissemination, you know. He sent one email, said he sent two, but you know he sent one to Sammy Guevara. Told him, meet, meet us at the beach, or meet me at the beach. And Sammy Guevara wasn't there for the official incarnation of MJF. Excuse me. So that has to let you know. Starting to plant some seeds. Believe it or not, you know, I think a lot of people said this could be Chris Jericho's run, but this could set up Sammy for a major babyface run. I mean, you look at him, he, with, with the crowd there, I think he screams somebody that people would love to cheer for. He would be the guy that you would see, you could market him to the women's audience. So why not? You know, let's be real. I think the ladies will fall more in love with him than MJF. I'm just saying, I don't think MJF could pull off being a face, but I think Sammy Guevara can. So, uh, but you know, there's that. We got a new AEW TNT champion and his name is Darby Allen. Darby Allen getting it done, beating Cody Rhodes. Love the finish. I love that. You know, he caught him off guard. I think that's how Cody should lose, especially with this championship. And Darby Allen now, you know, 
next week, you know, him and Cody are going to take on Ricky Starks and um, Brian Cage. So that's going to be interesting. But seeing Darby Allen, I want to see, okay, where did he go from here? You know, he's not supposed to be that guy that's marketable on TNT. But maybe, maybe he can. Maybe he could be somebody that people like, you know, um, he's one of those people that you either love or you hate him. Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of people when I was on uh, Britt's uh, show, when I was I was watching and watching and engaging with the other fans that was watching. And somebody said, man, he's just throwing himself. He's like throwing himself in the injury. So I want to see what's going to happen with him. Can he be the guy that can be that leading mid Carter? So we'll see. But we saw tonight Jade. Uh, let me make sure I got I got to get her last name right because she's not um not trying to be rude but she's not a first namer so let me make sure i uh get her name right because i know it was a lot of people including myself that was like oh wait 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 a minute wait a minute who's what's who's her you know um but i'm trying to pull it up you know it's been a been a long night of wrestling to be honest with you so i just want to make sure that I have her name, right? Jade Cargill. Yes. She made her debut on AEW. Now shout out to my homie, Candace Cordelia. Y'all know Candace. She said that she was, um, she's been in the crowd. She's been watching, but she made her debut tonight and she teased the arrival of somebody. I'm a huge fan of. He goes by one name, you know, he's famous, but he's about seven feet tall. And, you know, we was hoping he had a WrestleMania moment. I mean, sure, he's, he, he did some face-to-face, -face, but we wanted him to have that match. He's a four-time world champion, and his name is Shaquille O'Neal, four-time NBA champ. Um, she teased the rival. She told basically Cody, you can't be, you know, you're, you congrats on getting your name back, and you're not a one-name guy. But the biggest story here was Brandy Rhodes. Now I'm sitting here watching this and I see this lady come out and she's just talking bad to Cody and she's just dehumanizing him. And I'm like, whoa, okay, what you doing? Where's Brandy? Like this lady talking about your husband and boy, did she come with the heat? That's how you supposed to do it. I'm like, yeah, if, uh, I, I know plenty of sisters i know my wife if somebody a woman was talking to me like that she would come out like that too uh but that's what he did i mean she did brandy came out there and she let her know like you you know uh-uh you don't don't do that don't bring that here now she did tease brandy you know she got her skin smacked her on her butt and then told her like huh. you know she kind of laughed at her in her face so i want to see what happens here we saw brandy rose bring um you know leading red velvet to uh in her match tonight with um you know where she was uh, she came up short but you saw that irritation so we're seeing a different side of brandy rose this is what i want to see i like that brandy i don't like the one walking around with little brand brand and laughing you know that was okay just not for me you know that's how i feel just wasn't for me so but you know there's that so another thing I had another epiphany today, folks. And I was thinking about AEW Dark. And y'all know, I've been saying for the longest time, my issue with AEW Dark 
is that it's like they always bring on all these indie wrestlers. And these indie wrestlers come on there just to lose, but they're getting TV time, quote-unquote, even though it's YouTube. So I started thinking. I said, well, what if... Maybe I wouldn't hate it as much. I like the fact that a lot of people are getting TV time, but maybe I wouldn't hate it as much if, and only if they had that other show. You know, you're supposed to have that other show on TBS, I believe, or maybe it was TNT, but I think it was TBS. Maybe they could get that. And then they leave AEW to maybe just, you know, it's like a tryout show. Maybe you have one star on there, but, you know, you could have some of those indie people taking on each other. And then, you know, if you're going to job the other ones out, yeah, job them out on TV. But it's like, you know, I'm just watching. I'm like, every week it's the same thing. Here comes, you know, um, Devon Dudley's boys made their debut. His t uh, twins. Okay. Cool, they made their debut, and they lost. And you, you almost know the results, you know. So I think if I could see a couple of those teams come out and go against each other more, um, it would I would like it better. But that's been the thing that's been kind of annoying me, to be honest with you, as I've been watching AEW Dark. But, you know, and then, of course, AEW, of course, having all the black people lose again. We saw, <laughs> we you know, um, you know, um, Conti beat uh, Velvet, and then we saw uh, Scorpio Sky lose to Sean Spears. I'm like, uh, here we go again. But let's hold off and see. Let's hold off and see. But I will say this. Um, on AEW Dark, man, I'll tell you a team that I really like, and th that is um, – why do I have my, – my brain isn't working today. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Um, is I uh, sat here and <laughs> – prepared for this show uh you know and all of a sudden yeah acclaimed acclaimed uh with you know i really like that team um bowens is a star anthony bowens the five tool player and that's exactly what he is so i'd be on the lookout for him he's definitely somebody that i'm gonna be watching as you know him and his tag partner go out there um what's his tag partner's name yeah, uh, Platinum, Max Caster, you know, I mean, those guys are hilarious. So I would definitely, I'm definitely going to be watching them. Those two alone, honestly, make it worth watching AEW Dark just because, you know, Caster's going to come out there and rap and Bowen's going to be the muscle and take care of business. So, but I'm going to take a break and then I'll come back with some WWE talk after this. But, you know, um, I'm taking you back. Um, if you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe to the channel. You can go back to season one. Here's a Rome Rewind. With the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. With Eric Bischoff and WWE. I mean, you know how bad that would really be? You know, if guys were like, you know, say you're, you're about to... Bret Hart and Sean, mm -hmm. 97. If, if that was still the tradition, you know, and Bischoff could say, you know what, you know break Sean's leg and then run the title over here. Like, say, say, Bret Hart found it with, hey, they're trying to screw you over. They're not going to drop the title to you. And Bret Hart knows he's leaving. He could have easily, okay, when they could, you know, break his leg in the sharpshooter, pull his knee out or something like that, win, leave, and now their top guy is injured while I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, that's, that could, could have potentially been the issue with Hogan and Sheik, only yeah. because of this whole thing of bounties. Mm -hmm. Because that's the way people decide to choose to, to solve their issues with people. Right. You know, that's that's how dangerous that could have been. 
You know, e even when Sean and Brad had the situation, they was like they were trying to teach Sean different things to protect himself just in case, because like he could really hurt you. Yeah. You know, his father is too hard, so you know a lot of those wrestling submissions can hurt. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. Check that out. That is in season one. Um, we did bounties in professional wrestling. Yes, they had bounties back then, folks. Um, this that was a straight shoot. And we talked about it. Maybe, you know, that's one of those shows, to be honest with you. Just if I give you a peek behind the curtain, uh, the real Dwayne Allen, and I really talked about a lot of the content we have right here on the channel, maybe updating it. Because we had some really good shows. But obviously, when you think back, we're almost 10 years in. And 10 years ago, we have so much more wrestling knowledge, so much more superior wrestling intellect that we had back then. So, why not revisit some of those concepts? Some of you have never gotten a chance to see a lot of those shows, and maybe you won't go back and watch them. Maybe you will, you know? So, and then plus the production. You know, we really, um, that's one of the things we really pride ourselves on here at the Wrestling Realm um, is the production of things. As you know, we always got to make sure we have a run sheet. We always make sure we got to have everything. So, as I sit here and look for, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, we always want to make sure we have a run sheet. So, SmackDown, we saw Jey Uso victorious over Kevin Owens. Now, here's the cool thing about this. Jey uh, Uso has kind of been a little uptight, and Kevin Owens was trying to crack jokes, you know, trying to get to know him. Before they're, you know, they're going to be on the same team at the Survivor Series. Uso wasn't having none of that. And then, you know, they, I believe it was Caleb Braxton, one of the announcers was trying to do an interview with him. And Paul Heyman was like, did you clear it with the tribal chief? So he's going in his head and he's having this conflict. Like, all right, I recognize him as the head of the table. However, I'm a grown man. And I'm a grown man where I don't need to get permission to do an interview. So... You see this, and you're like, so which way do I do I listen, or do I respect my tribal chief, my head of the table, or do I be a man? And so you really saw all that play out, and uh, Jay Uso was victorious, and then you know he went ahead and took care of Kevin Owens, and this is what I like to see. He has been on a run. Somebody brought this up. He's beat Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles all in the past month. This is then these guys are former WWE, former Universal Champions. You know, you never think about Jay Uso as that guy. You know, like I said earlier, uh, before, you you saw more Jimmy because Jimmy was is married to Naomi and she was on Total Divas. So of course you saw that, but you don't see that much of Jay Uso until now. I mean, obviously you saw him to interact together but as far as his individuality you're starting to see a lot of that now uh but you know he's respecting the tribal chief but guess what these two are making smack down um just must see television you can't wait because it's like all right so what they're gonna do now you know what's going to happen between roman and what's going to happen between jay um sasha and bailey Going into the match, we knew Sasha Banks never successfully defends the women's championship. She's had four previous reigns and she lost them all within a matter of a couple of weeks. 
Well, that wasn't the case this past Friday. Her and Bailey, you know, had another another good match. But Sasha was able to get it done. She was able to make Bailey tap. I believe she made Bailey tap out. And it's been it's been a long week. Y'all know we got a new president coming. So she's been so long. But I think that yeah, she made Bailey tap. But then Carmella attacked her. And I saw mixed reviews on this. I actually like this. I don't believe Carmella will beat Sasha. But I like this as a new getting a freshness in the Carmella character. You know, when she was with our truth, you, you know, it's like, all right, whatever. You knew she wasn't going to go back to the women's championship status. Yes, she was when she uh, had the little turd with her. Um, you know, that guy that's from the Baltimore area. We don't mention his name, but you, you know, that was, you know, when she won money in the bank, but then she didn't need him when she won the championship for obvious reasons. But I really like this right here. I know some of y'all don't. Let me know how you feel, though. Do you like Carmella being uh, the next up for Sasha Banks? I think this is finally Sasha's going to get that run where she starts knocking them down as they come forth. We'll see. And one of the things that's been interesting on Monday Night Raw is AJ Styles being the team captain and just trying to get his guys in order. We saw Riddle and Keith Lee taking on Sheamus and Braun Strowman the other day and AJ Styles was like the referee and all this. And he's like, I don't understand like why they don't want to let him be captain. Uh, and, and this is uh, AJ Styles has just been money. No matter which show you put him on, he's been money. He's making Monday night raw, very fun to watch. It hasn't always been that fun in the past couple of years, but bringing him there, you know, he's doing well. I, mean, I, I wish, I really wish, um, the good brothers were still there. Cause even if they wasn't in the match, I think them being side by side and then you got the, even if you brought in the big seven footer too, that would be interesting. So I, I can't wait to see him get going. I want to see, you know, I think him being with AJ Styles is just money. You know, AJ just being this short guy and having this towering presence that's kind of right there, always got his back. I, as Dwayne Wade's uh, just say, love it. Um, next week we get Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. This is a match that could go on either honestly could go either way, but I don't see a Roman drew match at survivor series. So I'm going to stick with, um, Randy holding on to the title. I saw a graphic and it said, will this change? You saw if we were supposed to get gender Mahal versus Brock Lesnar, that changed the AJ styles. We're supposed to get AJ styles versus Brock Lesnar two. That changed the Daniel Bryan. So it's like, could this change? I don't think so. But I tell you what I do think change. The New Day will take on the Hurt Business uh, for the Tag Team Championships. I think the Hurt Business win. And we won't get the New Day versus the Street Profits at Survivor Series. I think we get the Hurt Business versus the Street Profits. I mean, Survivor Series, you, you, you want to have the Hurt Business in a bigger program. A good program. And this is the one to do it. You know, I don't see them doing because otherwise you're going to put them on the pre-show. They're going to be in like the tag team, tag team match, all that. Nah, you know, put the Hurt Business versus the Street Profits and and think the the dynamics all right there will be interesting and fun to watch. We do know we're getting uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. So that's another showcase for the Hurt Business. But I really think the Survivor Series can be that show 
where the Hurt Business goes out and dominates and proves their value to Monday Night Raw. Um, early predictions, just thinking about that, makes me believe that Monday Night Raw may have um, a slight advantage this year. Uh, I don't know. I think, was it? Uh, I know, I believe NXT won last year. I think SmackDown won. I got to go double check. If you know it off the top, go ahead and drop it in the comments. But I think Monday Night Raw could get a slight edge this year. But I'm really looking at the Hurt Business to take care of business. Um, NXT tonight, Leon Ruff is your brand new NXT North American champion. We saw the fact that Johnny Gargano has always defended the title. He's always won the title, but he's never successfully defended. So when I saw that go across the screen, I said, Hmm, we heard this sounds familiar. Oh, they're going to really play on this. Even though so him and Sasha was both doing it at the same time, but they never really focused on that. And goodness gracious, it happened again. Leon Ruff winning the title. Uh, you saw Punishment Martinez uh, coming out there. And is that, is that his name? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, he came out there, put his... Um, no, da uh, Damian Priest. What is wrong with me tonight? I'll tell you. Y'all forgive me. appreciate y'all uh, for sticking through. But uh, we saw him put the belt around his waist. And then when he went to raise up, he didn't fully Velcro it. And the belt dropped. So, uh, of course, Triple H got his picture. So they put the belt on the ground. And they redid it. But uh, congratulations to him. Uh, uh, you know, big deal. Leon Ruff winning the North American Championship. So I'm getting ready to take another break, folks, before we, you know, go into our final segment here. Um, Y'all know we have a segment called Riding with the Realm. Now, due to social distance guidelines, we haven't done a Riding with the Realm. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen the real Dwayne Allen. Now I think about it, I don't think I've seen the brother all year. Um, so, you know, that sucks. But... You know, here's a throwback. Um, it's been a conversation about Bret Hart, the Montreal Screwjob. So I felt it made sense to play this before I talk about that. Here's a clip from Riding with the Realm. What would have happened if Bret would have stayed? Where do you see the business going? Whew. Well, um, I the thing I think about the most usually, Brian, is just that... Uh, Nobody knew the extent of Shawn Michaels' back injury, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so you look at the situation where, okay, maybe Bret Hart wouldn't have been as disgruntled with the WWF if Shawn Michaels was gone because then Vince and him had to rely on him a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how he felt about I'm, it's. It's been documented that Bret was not a huge fan of the direction that the product was going in, but he's also a businessman. Right. And he's also part of the business, and he also knows that that the business does change, and he he, he was going to adapt regardless. Mm -hmm. I mean, at this point, anything was better than what he's doing in WCW. So, so I I, I think you never I think he would have helped usher usher in the the Austin era like almost tenfold. Okay, I think he would have added that much more to it. And then, like I said, I think if Bret Hart would have sort of take the role of the the veteran, I think he would have came back. I mean, he still would have been in the main event regardless. And I think he would have come back into the mix of being, you know, one of the top guys because especially after Sean was forced to retire. And, of course, they went a different direction. I still, it, was a, it was a lot left for him to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and at the same time, who knows, that cracks open a whole nother can of worms because then, you know, that's 
he, he could have been there to prevent Owen from doing what he was doing, or you know what I mean when it comes to that. So you, it's, it it just it goes to a whole different level when you think about Bret Hart actually standing in the WWF at that time. I mean, you like to think that maybe Bret would have been, you know, imagine the Bret and Austin feud we would have got at WrestleMania 14. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. <clears throat> you know. Um, yeah. I mean, and I'm back. So make sure y'all check out Riding with the Realm. Um, that was just a clip. Real Dwayne Allen and I, you know, that was uh, his brainchild. We have some of the best conversations in the car. Shout out to our big brother, Dr. D, Daryl Johnson. Uh, we was on our way to BlurCon, courtesy of him. And, you know, we just went ahead and we was having a wrestling conversation. Said, go ahead, let's fire up the camera and let's talk. So... Uh, shout out to Dr. D as always, just always being right there, big support system for the realm. So, oh man. So Bret Hart, you know, I was on Twitter. It's, uh, let's see, 97 take away. Was it 23? I, I don't know. Let's just put, you know, we ain't got to go yeah, 23 years. Think since the Montreal screw job, man, the Montreal screw job. I've said this before. I will continue to say this. I will always say this, and I will defend this tooth and nail. No, I have never had a long conversation with Bret the Hitman Hart, but I've read his book, and the Bret Hart that I read, the book that I read, would not have gone to WCW and dropped the championship in a trash can. So, therefore, I will never agree with Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon doing what they did. Now, Shawn Michaels, I, I, I tweeted, like, man, he deserves an Oscar for that uh, performance. He, you know, Brett said, Shawn, did you know? And he's like, no, I swear, and this, this, that, and the other. Now, he was doing what he told. Vince told him, anybody has, deny it. I, I understand. But still, man, that was so brutal. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. It was not right. You know, I might actually watch that today. I love that Rivalries DVD, that conversation. So I actually might watch that again. But um, no, you you know, it just, wow, what a night. But it changed so much in wrestling. Vince McMahon doesn't become a heel at that point. Now, I've heard Bruce Pritchard tell him and other backstage officials tell him, I've heard that they said, they always said, Vince, if you ever be a heel, you'll be the biggest heel in the business. But, you know, it's just crazy. We always want to look back at it around this time of year. You got some people sit on this side, some people on that side. And most of the time, people don't change. You know, like me, I'm not changing. I, I still say Brett wouldn't, have, Brett wouldn't have did what he did. I stand by that. I've said it time and time again. I still refuse to believe Brett the Hitman Hart would have taken Vince McMahon's belt. Why? Because he was rooted in tradition. He loved the business. His father loved the business. So that's why. Um, whew, the Bella Twins. Yes, they got unfinished business, folks. They were on a show and they said, you know, they see those precious, those beautiful tag team championships and they want a piece. Why not? I know a lot of people don't like this at all. I do. 
Let me tell you why. One, it makes sense. They're the Bella Twins. They're twins. They're Hall of Famers. First ballot Hall of Famers if there was a such thing in wrestling. But why not? Nia and Shayna, as dominant as they are, they're not a tag team. We always hate makeshift tag teams in the men's division, right? So I hate it in the women's division, too. Um, I, I liked when Sasha and Bailey had them, obviously, because they were a tag team. I love when the Iconics had them. I don't even think the Riot Squad has gotten them yet. Maybe they did. But, you know, Asuka and um, Kyrie Sane, great tag team champions. They really didn't give off that many title defenses. But when I look at these tag titles, what I see is that they put gave us the titles. They designed gorgeous belts, but it don't seem like there was a long-term plan. Like it wasn't, okay, so we're going to have this team, that team, that team, and this is how we're going to make this come together. I don't think that was there. But I would love to see the Bellas come back and win it and really, you know, maybe have a couple title defenses and then put over the next big tag team in women's wrestling. Why not? You know, why not? So, folks, that'll be it for this week's... Oh, no, how did I forget? AEW Video Games. Yes, they had an announcement this past... Tuesday, AEW Games. I'm excited about this. I love the way it looked. You know, Kenny Omega's a gamer. And, you know, y'all know I've been feeling about those executive vice presidents. But anyway, I love how that he said it's going to have that no mercy feel, but it's going to be, you know, fun to play, hard to master. You know, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I, um, you know, the WWE games have been so disappointing the past few years. There's so much. They didn't even make a WWE 2K21. They gave us battlegrounds. But nonetheless, it's just not the same. Um, I haven't gotten it yet. I said maybe it'll be, you know, something like Christmas gift for myself. But it, I, I want the, that classic game. And I kind of wish you would have said revenge. Just so you can get away from No Mercy. But nonetheless, um, you know, we'll see. They got the guy who is behind the brains of that operation. I'm not really into the game development, but I will do wonder, will this, is, is he going to change with the times? You know, that's what you, it's hard not to wonder that, but I, I, I'm really excited about this. We, you know, video games are a huge part of wrestling. You have people who don't watch wrestling, but they get the games every year. My God brothers, one of them, we play, spent hours in wrestling video games. And maybe that's going to be a show coming up. So, um, you know, let me know what y'all think about AEW games. Are you excited uh, um, as we get here? Hopefully, by the time you listen to this, I will be able to purchase my PlayStation 5. I'm, you know, I'm one of the people I didn't get on pre-order because I had to get a new computer. So, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get it now. And I'm hoping, hoping, you know, I can get that purchase. And I can't wait. You know, I, I wish the game could come out soon. But I really actually liked that presentation. First of all, he was dressed up like Steve Jobs. All right, that was cool. But they also, you know, they showed you the first, like, the 8-bit game. And people was crapping on it. I'm like, y'all, come on now. You know, I never played Fire Pro Wrestling. I, I heard that was pretty cool. I haven't never got a chance to play that. So I might check that out as well. Before I get out of here, I have to give a special shout-out. Congratulations to my girls over at those wrestling girls queen pr krista b happy two year anniversary congratulations man in this podcasting space it is 
not easy and it's not easy to stay consistent so whenever i see somebody in the circle of podcasting especially black wrestling podcasters i gotta send my acknowledgments i'm just so excited for them celebrating two years i mean and you know if you're a fan of women's wrestling this is the show for you they really take time and just talk about things with that perspective they've both been on this show before they'll be here again don't worry but they really take time to break down the the stories or the characters you know and then they do these spotlight episodes and it really you know you we give credit to people like pritchard and conrad and Arn Anderson about, you know, when they highlight these superstars. But when you listen to, you know, somebody of your own doing it, somebody who gets sit back and just be a fan and makes you like, oh, you know, I'm going to go back and watch that match again. I want to go back and watch this match again. So congratulations to them. Um, if I had to choose a favorite episode, man, it's been so many. Probably the Trish and Lita one, you know, but then there's the Naomi episode. And then what they did one on Dana Brooke. So it's so many. So make sure y'all check that out. Till the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. Make sure y'all follow me. Make sure you follow the show and subscribe to it. Tell your friends about it. Till the next time, so long, everybody.